Now I have the Bible reading uh, from Luke chapter 2. I'll be reading through one, verses 1 to 7 and then through 8 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their town to their, to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, hello, everyone. G'day. My name's Scott. I'm a pastor here at Trinity Church Paraka. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, it really is a special time of the year, isn't it? Christmas time. Uh, it's warmer. There's lots of daylight. There's excitement in the air. Holidays are here for many of us. Um, we get to spend a bit more time with people. I quite like Christmas. There's, there's some things about Christmas I'm a bit of a Grinch about, but a lot of Christmas I love. Although, this Christmas is not actually a very merry time for everyone across our world, is it? You can't help but think at the moment of places where there's wars going on, you know, in Gaza between Hamas and the Israelis, in uh, Europe between um, Russia and the Ukraine. And yeah, I don't mean to be a downer about this, but I found out the other day there's actually a lot more wars across our world going on at the moment. I just don't hear about them all that time. Uh, in, place, in a place uh, like uh, Myanmar, there's a civil war going on where already this year over 14,000 people have died. Um, I'm probably going to say this name wrong, but in the Mugrab region in North Africa, there's an insurgency that's been going on for a while. And um, in, in 2023, there's been uh, 13,500 fatalities. Uh, there's an ongoing war in Sudan at the moment. Over 12,500 people have lost their lives. That is... Um, it, it, it's, it's pretty tragic, right? 
And I know a lot of that can feel, you know, so far away from our daily lives. Australia is not at war. Um, but even in our own corner of the world, there's tension. You know, a couple of weeks ago, some of our defence personnel were subject to a sonar attack. Um, just recently up in Queensland, there's been floods and people have lost their homes. There's been fires over in Western Australia. And, you know, even, even personally, many of us are doing it much harder than we've ever had to before, right? Living costs keep going up. Housing's an issue. A lot of families and, and people are under pressure and stress. Um, Christmas this year isn't a merry time for everyone. It can kind of make, make you wonder, what are we really doing at Christmas time then? You know, it's a time of this celebration and family and food and all these good things. But, you know, the problems of the world and the problems of our own worlds, we're going to wake up on Boxing Day and those problems are still there. So what's Christmas all about then? Is it just about kind of forgetting for a day, pretending that they don't exist for a day? You know, we just heard from a part of the Bible, which was about when Jesus was born. And it said Christmas is about so much more than all of that. Christmas is actually about peace. It's about the good life, life as it was meant to be, about a wholeness that God can bring to us. I just want to take the next couple of minutes to explain what I mean by that. Uh, we, we heard in, in what was read then by Joel and Aunt, we heard um, Jesus was born. And it obviously is a very special moment for his parents, being new parents with the uh, cradling their new child in their arms. But then I don't know if you noticed, there's a strange turn of events pretty quickly. Um, in one moment there, we're with Mary and her newborn bub. But the next we're told about just some random shepherds who live outside of the town. Now, I don't know, but you can probably imagine what these shepherds are kind of like. These are guys who live outside with their sheep. There's no showers, no running water. These guys are, well, they're sweaty, they're stinky, they're grubby, they're dirty. Probably not the kind of guys who, who you really want to have over. And, and In fact, back then, people didn't like shepherds very much. Shepherd, being a shepherd was considered to be like a, a low job. And yet these are the guys that God sends an angel to. This just constantly reminds us, right, God doesn't see people and judge people the way we so often do, does he? But anyway, these shepherds, they see this angel, and you know what? They get terrified straight away because angels are terrifying. Don't, when you hear angel, don't think, you know, the little cherub that the neighbor has in the garden next door. Uh, but you've got to think these kind of huge, bulking hulks of men, like UFC kind of heavyweight fighters. That's, that's a shepherd. Uh, that's, sorry, no, that's not a shepherd. That's, that's, a, that's an angel. And these shepherds, they see these angels and they're terrified because they're looking at this angel. But the angel says to them, yeah, don't be afraid. And you're thinking, how could you not be afraid? There's an angel standing right in front of you. But the, but the angel says, this is why you're not to be afraid, because... He's come not to mess with them and to throw them around like a jiu-jitsu artist or whatever. But he's come with good news for them. The kind of good news that's going to make people be full of joy. And the news is this. A baby has been born. You think that's great. You know, we love the idea of babies being born. That's a beautiful thing. right? But this baby, this baby is special. It's not any old baby. This baby's a saviour. And the angel says to the shepherds, you guys are going to get to see him. You're going to be among the first to see him. I Try putting yourself in the shoes of the shepherds there for that moment. I wonder what you're thinking. 
I, I wonder, how are you coping with all the, all the stuff that's just happened in the last minute or two? Maybe you're still shaking your boots from seeing an angel right in front of your face, but there's not a whole lot of time for the shepherds to gather themselves because suddenly more and more angels start appearing until then there's a great company of angels there, a multitude, a, the, the whole army of heaven's angels before them. The sky is filled with them and they sing a song. You'd be glad to know I'm not going to try and sing the song for you. But here's the word. On the screen are the words that these angels say. They say, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, for the next few moments, I just want to reflect a little bit more on those words that this vast multitude of angels sang to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, Peace to those on whom his favour rests. The angels start there by singing glory to God. They're wanting to give God the honour that he deserves. They want to call out recognising that God is who he says he is, our very God and maker. And then they move on the angels from singing about God in heaven to us on earth. And what they sing about is peace. Peace is something we want, right? Like, does anyone here not like peace? Who wants to put their hand up and say, no, I'd rather us be at war? No one? Good, I'm glad to hear that. But we like the idea of peace. And the idea of peace here, you know, often I think of peace, maybe you're like me, and I think it's about just having no war. A country that's at peace is a country where there's no war. But, but the idea of peace here is much deeper than that. It's not just about an end of war. It's about, about wholeness. It's, it's about uh, well-being. It, it, it's life the way it's meant to be. Again, this is the kind of thing we want, isn't it, in our world? This is the kind of thing we'd like for ourselves. And the angels keep going, it's peace to those on whom God's favour rests. It's talking about God coming to bring favour. God reaching out to us, coming to us to bring his peace to us. What are the angels really singing about here? It's not a promise that all the violence on the earth will end. Wars will keep raging on. In fact, if we read other parts of the Bible, the Bible tells us to expect that wars will keep going. And actually, you look at human history, and that's what you see, isn't it? Wars happen all the time. This isn't a promise that Jesus being born means an end to wars, but it's an offer of peace between us and God, the God who made us. In a way, this is like God's Christmas gift to us, that he might shower his favour on us, that he'd bring peace to our lives, peace with him. The kind of peace we spoke about before, one of wholeness, of rightness, life the way that it was meant to be. Of course, this doesn't mean that all our problems go away instantly and we never see them again. But it's saying that even amidst the problems of life that we face, we have a spiritual peace, an eternal peace between us and our God. That's why Jesus comes into the world. That's what Jesus came to bring us. It actually becomes his life's work and it even costs him everything. It costs him his very own life. 
But he does this so that we can have this peace, this wholeness with our God. Look, there's so much more I want to say about this, but, but in the couple of minutes I have left, I thought I'd just pause for a moment and, and, and get us to ask, what does this mean for us then? What does this mean for us? Well, one thing's pretty clear. That is, if you're a believer, you have this peace with God already. And this is great news, isn't it? This is why Christmas really is worth celebrating, friends. So, so I want to say to you, if you're a believer, remember this peace. Know it. Love it. Let it bring joy to your life, even when there are other things in life that don't bring joy to you. And, you know, Christmas can be a bit of a stressful time. Let me encourage you, let that peace overflow out of your life and shape the way that you relate to other people this Christmas. Here's the second thing I want to say, though. What does it mean for us? Well, perhaps you're here and, and you're not a believer. Maybe, maybe you're a skeptic. Maybe God is like a, a relic from your past. You just haven't had much to do with him recently. Whatever it is. But you know, if what the Bible is telling us today is true... Well, it's excellent news, isn't it? This is an amazing, amazing offer from God. Peace with him that lasts forever. So what do you do with this if you're not really sure about the whole God thing? Um, well, I want to say, do whatever you need to do to figure out if this is real. Uh, I know I'm a bit biased at the front here. I'll, I'm totally convinced it is. And I reckon there are so many reasons why we can be convinced it is. But I can't twist your arm and make you believe, right? You need to be convinced for yourself. So how could you do that? I mean, there's lots of things I could say here. But let me just suggest two ideas. Firstly, grab a Bible and have a read. Have you got a Bible back at home? If you don't, there's some Bibles on the back table there. Look, we as a church, we haven't put our name in them because we want them to be there so you can grab one and take it and you can put your name in it and it becomes yours. We've got plenty more of them there. Feel free to take one if you need to. But, but grab a Bible and, and maybe today we've read a, from a couple of passages in Luke. Um, uh, Luke's a biography of Jesus' life. It's written by a guy named Luke, right? Um, he didn't actually meet Jesus himself. So what Luke did, when he heard about Jesus, he went around and he spoke to everyone he knew everyone he could find, who did know Jesus. And then he put together this book for us so we can see for ourselves and it can help us make up our own mind for ourselves. So why not take a Bible, find Luke, and over summer read through it? Perhaps as you read Luke's book, he will convince you about Jesus. Here's a second idea. Um, talk with someone who is a believer. I mean, and I mean like that, maybe have a, have a bit of a deeper conversation with them. Probably the easiest person to do this with is the person you came with today. But, I mean, just have a chat and ask them. Ask them your question. Uh, but also ask them things like, well, how did you become convinced of this? What difference has God made in your life? Maybe your friend can help you figure all this out as you think it through too. And Christmas really is the most wonderful time of the year. Not because it ends all the problems in our world or in our own lives. Not because it just makes us forget about the mess for a day. But Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year because it's all about Jesus. It's all about him coming to us to bring us God's gift of peace. So I'm just going to stop now. I'm going to say a quick thanks to God for doing that. And then we're going to keep on singing. Let me pray.
our God in heaven, we thank you for Jesus and we thank that he comes to bring us peace with you. Please help us know what to do with this. Please help us make the next right steps here. And we want to pray that you would give us a time of celebrating this tomorrow where we don't just know, uh, you know we don't just get to have uh, time with family and eat some good food, but we'd actually have peace with you through this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.